0: Hello and welcome to Freelancing for Journalists, the podcast that tells you everything you need to know about working for yourself. I'm Lily Cantor, a freelance money, health and lifestyle journalist. And I'm Emma Wilkinson, a freelance journalist specialising in health and medicine.
1: Emma and I are in the middle of recording our new podcast series, Freelancing for Journalists, which is due out of May. And we've also got a book of the same title due out in July. However, due to the outbreak of coronavirus and the impact it's having on not just freelance journalists but, but everyone, we've decided to make this special episode focusing on freelancers in the world of journalism and put it out straight away prior to the full series. Um, the coronavirus has uh, we're in the early days
0: here. Whats the d- I don't even know what the date today is March March 16th, 16th my brother's birthday. March 16th. Um, And it's affected the making of this podcast. Uh, Today we have no studio producer because his usual childcare has fallen through uh, due to grandparents being in isolation. Um, We also had to cancel one of our series episodes. We were supposed to be recording two today um, and one of our guests has suspected coronavirus and is self-isolating.
1: Yeah, so please forgive us if the production of this show is not as slick as it could be. We're a bit all hands to the deck. Um, Massive... Thank you to Rebel Base Media who have helped us out at the last minute and let us use their studio, which is just down the road from um, our other job at Sheffield Hallam University.
0: Where there is a very complicated radio studio that we would have no hope of yeah. running on our own.
1: Yeah, we normally use a big swanky radio studio, but actually we've decided to keep it simple today. Yeah, we don't want the technology
0: letting us down. So what we're going to do today is talk about how coronavirus is affecting the work of freelance journalists and we have a couple of freelancers phoning in to talk about what they're doing and we also want to give some advice on what freelancers should be doing during these really strange times.
1: Yeah, Emma and I are quite fortunate really because we work in the areas of health and money journalism so we're actually in, in demand at the moment. We've we've both seen our workload increase. We've been offered more shifts. We've been um, asked to do more stories covering coronavirus. But it is very precarious, as we all know. It's fluctuating all the time. I think our biggest concern at the moment is what if the schools close? We've both got children. Or what if the country goes into lockdown? Um, We're going to have to come up with a plan of how to work at home with the children around. That's quite scary in itself. So Emma, what do you think you'll be doing? Yes, yeah, so obviously I am going to
0: have to keep working. My children are four, six and nine. So the oldest one is probably fine. You can set her some tasks, give her some projects and off she goes. The younger two maybe not so much. Um, But I have been doing this on and off for about a decade because there will be times when I haven't had childcare and needed to work. So my kids are kind of used to this. I'm sort of used to this. And it's about being flexible. Your working day is going to look different. And it might be you have to get up, take them out into the woods or the middle of nowhere to wear them out for a bit or come up with a project you can all do together to keep them entertained. And then you get a spare hour or two hours to do some stuff. And then you need to be very efficient in that time. Um, my other half, his company has plans for home working, So we'll both be around. So we're going to have to just juggle it and you just need to be honest with everyone's gonna be in the same boat. So with employers, with phone calls that you're having to make, with interviews you're having to do. Um the uh BBC expert in South Korea whose child's children wandered into the room when he was mid interview, when that happened, this this not on live TV, but this has happened to me regularly and it's just about being honest. You're not trying to hide the children. We're all just kind of trying to manage in these circumstances. Um, might have to get out of bed earlier to do stuff before yeah. they get up, which. Yeah. Um, but I'm used to evening working as well, so it's just about trying to be as flexible as you can.
1: Yeah, I think I, I would probably shift to working a lot more in the evening and weekends. I think because my husband is also self-employed, but he's likely to carry on going into work because it's it's small. Um, he's in a small workshop, so he's not really in contact with anyone. Um, so. Yeah, it's going to be about the two of us working something out so that he can work during the day, I can work evenings and weekends. Um, my kids get a bit stroppy when I'm working at home, and there's only so much Star Wars computer game that they can play without wanting to shoot each other. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to just like you say, be flexible.
0: Yeah, and I would say start. Um, I've got some teacher colleagues who I'm on social media have posted some really useful resources already for things for kids to do and kind of online resources and online teaching yeah. tools and things. So there's going to be a lot out there. Maybe start making that resource list now. Start planning of things that you can do to keep them entertained so you can have an hour of yeah. cracking on and writing that yeah. feature. Yeah. Um. We do want to start by saying, though, there is a little bit of good news for freelancers. Um. News organisations including The Guardian, Sky News... DW News have confirmed they will be paying freelance shift workers even if they can't come in due to illness, which is sensible um, and really good news. Um, The government has announced grants for small businesses, which some sole traders may be eligible for. Um, Freelancers are not eligible for statutory sick pay, but the government says they can apply for universal credit or may be eligible for employment and support allowance uh, universe, Universal Credit pays up to £318 pounds a month. ESA is up to £73 pounds a week. It's not great, but it's better than nothing.
1: Yeah, and I think the government... I mean, I'm not getting into politics now, but I think they are making efforts to acknowledge the fact that a lot of people are self-employed. Um, They've said people applying for these payments only need to get a sick note from 111, not their GP, and they won't need to go into the job centre. Um, what I can't, couldn't quite find out or not, what's not totally clear is if these payments are only if you have coronavirus symptoms and have to uh, self-isolate or if you can claim say, universal credit for loss of income. So I think, you know, with all of these things, we're just kind of signposting people to go and find out more.
0: Yes. And I did see yesterday there were some MPs as well trying to collect examples of self-employed people having difficulty so they could feed that into parliament and discussions about it so if there's anything that you think's not being addressed then there are ways to kind of flag that up to those that are making decisions Um, our advice generally would be to assume you are entitled to something if you do become sick or have a dramatic loss of income Um, find out what benefits you may be entitled to don't assume yeah because you're self-employed that that counts you out
1: yeah And I think what we're hearing is, you know this is impacting on many, many people. Um, they're l- losing income due to projects and events being cancelled. This seems to be the biggest problem for freelance journalists. Jem uh, Collins, director of the support website Journal Resources, she was tweeting last week that adverts and sponsorships on the website have dropped. And also she has personally lost two big freelance writing gigs. And I I think this sort of echoes what we're seeing across the industry. Yeah,
0: I mean, we've seen in our own freelance networks that journalists working in travel, food, sport um, and music, some kind of event stuff have been the worst hit. Um, And we've been in contact with some of these freelancers and asked them to come on to discuss kind of what they're doing and how they're coping. So I'm going to try and get... um, the first one of these on the phone. If you just bear with us one second while I give her
1: a call. Yeah. So we've not done this before. Um, Emma is gonna give one of our interviewees a call, and then we'll see if we can press the right buttons and get it to work. Hello. Hello.
0: Hi, Kate.
1: Yes. Hello. Hi. Oh, sorry, it can is it is working.
0: Me? I. We can hear you. I was just gonna. Good. We have decamped to a completely different studio from our normally normal one because it's easier to work. So hopefully this will go fine. Um, so just to introduce you. We're speaking to Kate Carter, who, um, in fact, you introduce yourself. You do um, a little bio for us about who you write for, what you do.
2: Of course. Well, I'm um, I'm a freelance journalist. I for many years I worked at the Guardian, uh, running the Life and Style site and editing the G2 Health pages. Um, and I now write um, mainly about sort of health and fitness, and specifically running for well, The Guardian, Runners World, uh, World Athletics, um, and anyone else who will have me, really.
0: <laughs> yes, and at the moment, Lily and I are both runners, so we know running's <laughs> not happening. I was in Paris when the half marathon was cancelled, all ready to run, picked up my race number and everything, and then all of a sudden.
2: Oh. I you ran know, it just anyway. The night before.
0: I did it anyway. We did. We did. Well, I mean, you're well.
2: there anyway. The sort of, that's what sort of, you know, if you're going to cancel it that late. Touches.
0: I know. I know. Um, but this must be having a big impact on what you had planned um, to write about yeah. over the next few months.
2: Absolutely, particularly um, the postponement of London Marathon because that's always, obviously, for the. UK, it's the big race, it's the one that all the kind of, obviously all the kind of running specialist titles cover running all year round. so that affects them too, but London Marathon is where suddenly all the kind of main papers and so on would jump on it as well, because it has that visibility, so all the kind of commissions around that are are gone, and all the events and sort of talks and stuff like that that I rely on are also gone, so yeah. yeah.
0: Yes, one of the things that we realised was that a lot of freelance journalists have speaking um, engagements commitments I had uh, an event in April that's probably going to be cancelled so that is that quite a big part of what you do
2: yeah I mean certainly and particularly around London Marathon last year I spoke a couple of times at the expo you know they have this sort of loads of different stages now at the expo talking about various things from training to you know the kind of wider culture around running and events and so on um, so that's been cancelled um, and then there are so many brands that have like um, that I work with that have kind of uh, pop-up events or events around the around the, the marathon um, there's a US company Tracksmith who I work with quite a lot who had a, a one month kind of um, uh, pop-up planned uh, and they, they do various kind of talks and so on so again that's all been well I mean we hope postponed rather than cancelled but still you know it's all a bit up in the air isn't it no one it knows. is
0: No I mean the September October race calendar is looking a bit crazy busy at the
2: moment. <laughs> yeah, you can sort of do a marathon every five minutes. About it. I mean, it's it it will be you know potentially quite good then if it, if that all happens. But it seems like now I feel like it's just sort of. I mean, sure they've postponed on the marathon to the fourth of October, but we're, I feel like that's still got very much kind of crossed fingers yeah. next to it. You know, it doesn't seem like it's a certainty. Um,
0: no, I mean, the, I mean not the unknown is quite difficult to plan for and yeah yeah
1: so so what are you doing kind of what is your plan are you are you going to diversify or are you going to
2: yeah well I'm in the moment I've got some stuff I'm writing some stuff for world athletics I write a column for world athletics every month anyway but um obviously <laughs> there is no athletics <laughs> going on on the kind of elite level uh so actually I'm going to write some stuff for them about yeah, for 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 those of us who do run all the time, you know, how can you train at home? How can you kind of try and keep your fitness up, keep your spirits up for that matter? Um, if if and when you can't get out, either because you have to throw isolate or because there's an actual kind of proper proper lockdown. I don't know if you saw but they're they're now stopping runners in Spain, you know, complete lockdown. They're not allowed out running at all and the
1: police are stopping people and file and oh, so on. That, see, that that's Yeah, Lily me. and I just looked at
0: each other with a look of panic in our eyes. As I, to, know, as two I know, right? we I know, right? ran 22 have... miles between
2: us yesterday.
1: Yeah, I don't have oh. a treadmill. Oh, I can
2: add another 11 to that, so that's a nice round 33 yeah. between the three of us. Then. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, I was Googling, uh, how, how could I hire a treadmill <laughs> this morning? <laughs>
0: yeah, Oh no. I think, um, yeah, I live in a terrace house, there might be a lot of stair training i've got a bike yes,
1: on, a, on a turbo trainer.
2: exactly yeah. well also i don't know I'm, i've got a turbo trainer for the bike and i need to get some parts because it's not kind of working mm. as it is and i'm
1: do sort
2: of now, thinking right well, i'm going to set up exactly sort of sort yourself out beforehand because i mean the other thing i think i'm trying to think of these things is like you know you kind of it's a contingency not just on this completely unprecedented event but also just like if you get injured from running then a turbo trainer is a really good thing to have. So if you had to spend a few quid on sorting it out, then that's not a, you know, it's not a kind of waste of money.
0: Yes. I mean, have you um, been in touch with your editors? Have you had much guidance from them on what they expect to change in terms of commissions or?
2: Well, it's, it's a real mixed bag because, um, I mean, I've been talking to of well ethics and we we'll definitely talk about what we can do to, to sort of still have you know people still want to read content people want to read more content really won't they mm, yeah. and i think at the moment there's a bit of a kind of divide between the short term okay everything is just about the virus everything's about what's not happening what we should do what we shouldn't do but i think realistically if we're going into a kind of a long um term sort of phase here there's going to be i think an, a new thing of commissioning right we need stuff to to, to either cheer people up or to kind of get round issues like self-isolation and still doing it and so on and then you've got like the magazines obviously which are I mean that must be really hard to plan because you're planning for an issue months mm. ahead and I mean, it's hard enough to know what's going to happen tomorrow but months ahead seems like it's kind of a different planet doesn't it
1: yeah and if no one can get out so, to um, buy them as well
2: yeah yeah so it's um yeah it is really difficult I, I like i Sometimes you kind of end up thinking, God, we're just four uh, freelancers. We're all, you know, just uh, uh, <laughs> the four guys. But I do have a lot of sympathy with editors and stuff as well at the moment. I mean, they're lucky they have, you know, they have a salaried job. They're clearly financially better off, than us, but yeah. at least they do also have, you know, good sort of issues to worry about. So,
1: I mean, have you got a buffer, you know, sort of emergency fund in case? things do I've got a completely husband.
2: right <laughs> good enough i've got a yeah exactly and uh, with a staff job that's <laughs> that's my buffer um i mean i was also really lucky that i um had a big tax rebate because I, um, when i took v i took vr v- a while ago and they um seem to have comprehensively screwed up the tax thing because i ended up being owed a huge amount of money by the internet revenue so i was very lucky that i got that um which is basically now a buffer um uh, so, yeah, yeah so that's, you, you that, can
0: put that to Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, and yeah, having it. I mean, but ironically, my husband, although has a startup, he does write about sports, so uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, quite I mean, sure what he's going to be actually yeah. writing about. But. I mean, I do.
0: Yeah, there is the point though that people will still be interested in content, so you're just going to have. I suppose we're all going to have to think a bit outside the box about.
2: Yes. What exactly. What else we can
0: do? What are the interesting? Yeah.
3: I mean, I'm thinking just
2: about about how, in times like this, we all kind of want a bit of escapism, really. So I'm trying to think of like just things that are great stories. You know how you can just lose yourself in yeah, a in a yeah. story. Yeah. So like absolutely. great kind of sporting stories of the past and so on. I'm kind of thinking about that. Um, I mean, yeah. I've actually written a couple of pieces recently for Runner's World because they had this series running up to the Olympics. Fingers crossed, um, which is kind of great sporting events from the Olympics, like kind of Kathy Freeman winning in Sydney and things like that. Yeah, and I've loved writing timeless, those because you yeah. just write stories. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you can just, I and mean, we we all know there will be sport again soon at some point, and we all yeah. know that you know we'll kind of get through this. So it's kind of quite uplifting. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing
0: I'm trying to think of. Yeah, no, those um, are really good old practical ideas. Um, we're going to say we've got another um, freelancer who we're going to call in a minute. Hopefully, it works as well as this one has. Thanks ever so much, Kate, for uh, giving you're us most your welcome. experience. Yeah, that's you. really really useful. Thanks ever so much, and I hope it um, goes okay. And you don't get, we don't all get completely banned from running.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, quite. Yes. We'll have to be like that Chinese. There was that viral story a while ago with the Chinese guy who ran yep. like uh, yeah. an marathon around his dining table. That's yeah. going to be us. We did. We'll
0: be <laughs> we doing 30-odd do we'll miles around the living room.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Thanks ever so much, Kate. Thanks.
1: Thanks. You're welcome. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. We're now going to try our next guest, MIR. Yeah. So we have another freelancer.
0: Bear with me. We'll, we'll uh, get them on the phone. I thought some... Um, Quite practical things there about how to change your mindset about pitching.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely thinking about, yeah, the sort of timeless stuff. And um, we may now have our next guest. Hello. Hi, is that Faith? Yes, it is. Hi, it's Emma. We are
0: calling from uh, the Freelancing for Journalists podcast. And we are live. Yes. Um, Thanks ever so much for taking our call. Can you hear us okay? Yes, I can. Okay, fantastic. So, do you want to just um, do a quick introduction of who you are and uh, the type of freelancing you do, who you work for?
3: Okay. Um, I'm Faith Archer. I'm a freelance journalist. I specialise in writing about money. Uh, so, uh, previously Deputy Personal Finance Editor at the Daily Telegraph, and I've been a uh, freelance since 2008.
0: So we really wanted to um, speak to you today because we didn't want it to be all doom and gloom and um, money, uh, finance journalism is something that people are going to be really interested in right now. So is your experience that you have a bit more work at the moment?
3: I'm getting a combination of different work coming in. Um, In the short term, I've been asked for a lot more commentary by radio channels about the impact of coronavirus on people's finances um both whether that is preparing and stockpiling and frugal food is one area i write about but then also the more hardcore topics around investing and the implications of the budget so it's kind of short-term work on the commentary side um but also i think uh, medium to longer term i've had commissions confirmed about investing through a downturn. And I think similar to writing after the 2008 credit crunch, there's going to be an awful lot, um, whether it's about investing or wider implications around um, debt and cutting costs, um, pairing your living costs to the bone. Um, And even given the issues of the pandemic, I'm expecting to see stuff coming in around um, life insurance policies, will writing, income protection. There is a lot that is suddenly going to become much more
1: relevant for the reader. And how are you sort of managing this? Are you are you sort of taking on as much work as you can at the moment or do you feel like you're going to have a steady flow throughout and it, it it's not going to sort of impact on you in terms of your income? I
3: think I'm lucky because I do feel fundamentally extremely lucky as a freelancer, I do have a couple of regular streams of income. Um, I've got one corporate client that I write for, and also um, I do a column of money saving tips for women and Home magazines. so I've got those two. Um, and also I've been a combination of firing off new pitches um, to people that I've written for in the past, both corporate work and for publications, and also kind of resending some of the pitches where i would had interest from editors and it's kind of oh yes I like this idea but I can't run it right now um, and then I've been able to go back and say well look here's why it's topical, here's how here's the extra tweak that could make it pick up on current events and getting some really encouraging responses to those
0: Yes because um, we Lily and I were just saying that um, publications are going to need content and lots of content people are going to be stuck at home, yeah stuck at home yeah. or, we are looking at their phones reading. Yeah. yeah,
3: And certainly I don't just pick up commissions for print um, where obviously space is going to be limited and if it's like the credit crunch we may see advertising falling off um, which means that the amount of space will decrease even further and publications perhaps more likely to get the most they can out of their permanent staff rather than having the budget for freelancers. Um, but also... One switch I did make starting back a few years after 2008 was trying to um, develop online commissions and trying to get commissions from um, websites and so that, um, starting up my own blog was another way um, that I've been able to maintain income easily, even even as some of the print work was drying up. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I think that's, that diversification is, is Im- so important and now more than ever really I think if people find yeah. that one particular client completely dries up, or no one's going out to buy newspapers anymore, then um, that online presence is going to be, you know, vital really for people to. to yeah, keep going. it's about
0: having a range of income streams and not relying too heavily on one.
1: Yeah, and I think that idea—it's making w- me think. I've—I've I've been
3: saying for ages that I need to do more video work because I've done stuff for different um clients and publications in the past but i haven't done i've never got into the nitty-gritty of the editing myself and i was like, well goodness you know if Now's people the are going to be stuck at home that's another channel i really should be exploiting
0: yes there's a lot lots of things on uh, my to-do list that yeah, yeah now might be the time to kind of future-proof your business and get into all those different aspects yeah yeah, yeah.
3: And that's even if there are Making the most of time, if, if commissions are drying up a bit or if you've got, got some time in between, then yes, taking the opportunity for all those things. You've thought, I really must. Yeah,
0: yeah Make absolutely.
3: You, uh, finally have time.
0: Um, that's all really useful and helpful advice, Faith. Thanks ever so much for taking our call. We really appreciate it. Um, no, that's all. Thanks
1: for asking me yeah,
0: on. look after yourself, <laughs> as we will be saying to everybody from now on. <laughs> yeah,
1: thanks. Thanks.
0: Okay, so it is really interesting to hear how everyone is dealing with this really unique set of circumstances. Um, We've seen over the weekend networks already forming amongst freelancers, building up community sharing advice and ideas, so tap into those. Um, There is a freelance journalist on Twitter, Anya Meyerowitz. Well done. Yes, I'm really sorry, Anya, if I got that name wrong. Um, Who has suggested setting up a WhatsApp group. Um, we thought it would be useful to come up with a list of things that freelancers could be doing right now to mitigate the circumstances and take advantage of any extra time uh, that they might may have right now. The important message is this is a marathon, not a sprint. Going back to the running metaphor. Yeah. Um, and freelancers are all going to have to take steps rather than panicking this week because you've lost two commissions. But just think about in the long term, how can you protect a steady income
1: yeah and I think as both our guests said it's about diversifying um and thinking about what else you can do with your skills so it might be that you can pick up actually pick up more shifts that you can do remotely then you know maybe outlets that are looking for more um cover because they've got staff shortages or they just can't keep on top of all the coronavirus stories It might be that you rely on public speaking, um, and perhaps you need to switch to doing more writing, Um, or it may be that you need to think about, right, well, I do a lot of face-to-face stuff, but can I turn them into an online resource? Can I do online talks, online workshops? And I think one of the things really is to speak to your clients, communicate with them, but offer them solutions rather than saying, I've got this problem, I can't do it, it's, well, why don't I do it in in this way instead um, there's kind of other things I guess you might want to think about what can you do outside of journalism what other side hustles can you perhaps step up you might have um, you know a small business you might be selling stuff online Um I'm actually starting to do some running coaching and I'm thinking right well, there's going to be a lot of people kind of stuck at home or not working. So maybe now is the time I need to kind of step up and take advantage of that and put a little bit more energy into doing that um, to make you know a bit more money in a different kind of way.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the other thing that we can all do is use the time to improve your business. We all have those really long lists of jobs that we never get around to. Um, Kind of admin stuff, uh, getting your website, up to scratch, which is definitely at the top of my to do list, working on social media, yep. taking photos for your brand, what whatever it might be, things that you can do, um, that usually you never get round to doing, but actually will help you in the long run when hopefully yeah, things pick yeah. up again.
1: And didn't you say, Emma, that Jack Monroe was was doing something that she'd yeah, been putting so off the for food, ages.
0: The food um writer and blogger, so she had um been doing kind of photography as a hobby and taking um photographs around kind of cu- with a the theme of cookery, but she'd never got round to kind of selling in prints they're they're really good um She'd lost a load of speaking gigs and at the weekend she was announcing that she was selling, so she'd kind of just set up a p- production line of mounting yeah. all these prints that she'd done, and she'd been selling them on her website and she said it's already mitigated some of the impact of the lost income from the speaking yeah. events that she couldn't do. Yeah. So and that was just an idea that'd been on the back burn and we've all got those ideas that we thought wouldn't it be good like Faith was saying about the video wouldn't it be good if I did this but yeah. you never have time to act on it.
1: Yeah and I think that's the thing about journalists you know we're we're problem solvers we're used to responding to things quickly coming up with ideas different ways of doing things so I think it's just using those skills and and kind of put them into practice in your own um working life um another useful resource is anna condrea her newsletter her freelancing newsletter the professional freelancer which goes out each week her latest one has got a lot of really useful advice excuse me (coughs) it's just a cough um She's got loads of useful advice in there about doing a mini risk asca- assessment of your, your income, looking at your savings, how flexible you are and the kind of work you can do. So that's really useful. Um, sorry, we've just been told we've got to wrap up and <laughs> get kicked out of the studio. So we'll put that link in the episode notes so um, you can check out that checklist.
0: Yeah, and the, the most important message is don't panic. Approach this logically sensibly chat it through with people who are going through the same things you can bounce ideas off each other seek help from family friends fellow freelancers we are all in the same boat
1: so we're going to wrap it up there we hope you found this useful we also hope it's given you a taster of what our new series is going to be like um, which we're going to be launching over the next couple of months So, yeah, this is kind of Freelancing for Journalists and there'll be more coming soon.
0: There will. And if you would like to get in touch with us, please email us at freelancingforjournalists at
1: gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Lily Cantor. And I'm at Emma Journo. And that's it for now. Goodbye. Bye.